Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. It is the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Nikki Collin joining us live as they get ready for a game tomorrow morning. The ever-popular 11 a.m. scream game. The elementary schools will show up. It's going to be fun over there. And I believe Delaware State is in town. But, uh, Nikki, welcome back to the the, the Mosley Show. Nikki, do you have me? (laughs) Can you hear me? (laughs) Yeah, I got. I'm sorry. I, yeah, I didn't have you there for a second. What's uh, what's going on? Oh, I was just, I was just saying. So, will you be down here at eleven with the kids or what? Absolutely. I mean, I am. Uh, I am. I was a, I was a father to an elementary school child who's now a junior in high school. Love those kids. Love that age. And uh, you, you never know. I may, I may get right in the middle of them. I don't know if the teachers would like that, but uh, I got. I, I think it'll be a fun atmosphere. Five or six thousand kids screaming. Um, yeah, yeah. I think it'll be kind of I fun. And then all is ten k tomorrow, so double that number. So you're gonna double the screams. But no, it should be. A, it should be a good time. <laughs> it'll be good. Um, good to have their energy coming off of finals. You know, I mean, you always worry about that, that post-finals game because of um, you've got this this combination of player excitement over no class for a month um, and excited, but also, um, you know, you're just not in the same rhythm. So hopefully the energy of the crowd will, will really get us going. Yeah, and then you got that Hall of Fame uh, series game, Baylor versus Miami. Uh, in San Antonio, that's kind of a cool thing. Uh, 4 p.m. ESPN Plus, and that Miami uh, team. Since we last talked, we'll go back and talk about that Oregon game a little bit. But the Miami team is now ranked, and I don't think they've lost a game yet. So, I mean, it was always going to be kind of a fun matchup. It's become even more of a marquee matchup, and I would just think that's a neat opportunity. For Baylor fans in San Antonio and uh, Nikki, as you found Houston, Dallas, Fort Worth, you go you go through pockets of Texas, and there are huge uh, Baylor uh, contingents, and that will be yeah. one. And I hope yeah. they all show up to support the Bears. But uh, that that one's kind of that that seems like a fun game. Now Miami, the Cavender twins have moved on. I think somebody I think that may show up in the Big 12 or something. I was trying to remember. I think I saw one of them actually yeah. is going to play next season. Um Correct. but uh, right there but Dallas, it's yeah. you Fort Worth so I know sometimes people are sensitive. Not Dallas, it's Fort Worth, but yeah. TCU. Um Haley's going to play. Hannah Hannah's done playing but but Haley is is coming back and playing. So uh, yeah, they they uh, really talented team. You know, they they certainly look different than they did a year ago um, when they made the elite eight um, and had upset big upsets along the way to get there. Um, but a, a really athletic team, a very defensive minded team that has actually shot the ball really really well um, this season and had had a good road win at Mississippi State, um, a little closer than it, it looked against DePaul at home, but. Um, yeah, 24th now, and I think um, you know when you when you play against teams that are coming off the season that they had a year ago, they they have a natural confidence about them, and they 
they did a good job in the portal, picked up a number of uh, players in the portal. A bunch of them are actually Canadian, um, but played at Arizona, played at Duke. Um, and so I think they, they've got a lot of talent. You know, they're going to they play 10 players and um, should be a really, really up-tempo, um, really exciting. You know, honestly, you said exciting. Like, I think it has a chance to be a really exciting team, a game. Yeah, Jasmine Roberts is a name I've seen, I think, averaging 12 points per game. How is your team doing? Do you feel like having about 10 days off and finals and everything? Like, how do you try to keep them sharp? Do you do you get some good inspired practices during that time? Do you have to let them have some extra time to study? How do you kind of manage trying to keep them sharp while also uh, – Letting them, uh, you know, keep their keep their grades and, and where they need to be. Yeah, it's a little of both. Um, certainly, you're trying to coax sometimes um, energy and effort out of them in the midst of, you know, a couple of days off here, then a couple of days on, and then a day off. You know, really trying to match up our most challenging, you know, finals days for us were last Friday and Monday, um, but we have a few that have finals this afternoon and then are officially done. Um, so you try to balance the two. Um, you try to get them to sweat, you know, just to maintain some conditioning and get up and down. Um, it's really hard to uh, add a lot during this stretch. Like their minds are, are not uh, in that, like, let, let's add a lot of new plays. Let's, <laughs> you know, so it's sometimes mm-hmm. it's just being, keep it, trying to keep them sharp. Um, you know, and, and I think, you know, the challenge is always, you know, and, and I, I told them this today, um, you know, it's awesome um, that, that we're undefeated, but I think that we've prepared up to this point to be where we're at. You know, we've, we've worked um, for that record, you know, and you just can't get caught up in, um, you know, we're the only team in the country that, that men's and women's teams are both undefeated. That's awesome. It just goes to show you that the men are off to a great start. We're off to a great start. Um, but, you know, an Instagram story, a, a graphic um, doesn't mean anything um, 20 years from now. You know, the only thing that's going to mean something 20 years from now is a banner, you know, and so trying to keep them dialed into to the main thing and not the second in the country in assists or sixth in the nation in this or, or whatever. Um, you know, it's, it's about playing good basketball day in and day out and preparing day in and day out. And, and ultimately your legacy is left in the, in the banners and they'll, they'll be hanging in the rafters and that one Instagram post or story or highlight reel um, won't mean much, you know, but, but your legacy will. So really, I know that sounds a little deeper than most people want to hear right now, but it's it's kind of trying to keep them from thinking they're too good um, because I think that's when you get that's when you get popped um, when you start to think um, that you're better than you are that you start to think that you you believe the hype or you believe the the post and and that's when somebody's going to get you you know you if you want to be great and I've said this a lot if you want to be elite. You need to be elite in your approach, you know, day in and day out. So that's what we're trying to do over the break. Um, you know, certainly it, it'll be good to get back to playing games as, as nice as it is to, like, regroup even as a coaching staff um, during finals. Um, we, we recruit during that stretch. We, we stay pretty busy. Um, but, 
but it's good to get back to game prep, game plan, um, you know, preparing them for the next opponent. I remember when that WNIT banner was like a big deal. You know, it's funny how perspective changes over the years. You know, there's, I think the men had an NIT at some point, and, of course, you win national titles, and it all changes. But I can remember when those were, and as we say goodbye to the Farrell Center, um, by the way, have you seen this Farrell documentary or celebrating the Farrell Center? You're in it, I'm told. You're one of the key, uh, you know, people uh, interviewed for it. Have you had a, a glimpse of, of this, or will you just kind of, will you watch it uh, online with everybody else this evening? You know, I'm going to be honest, like, that's probably a postseason watch for me. Like, um, <laughs> I'm a little more dialed in to, you know, Miami game film. And yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're we're about to be in a stretch where we, you know, play at 11 tomorrow, then leave for San Antonio in the afternoon and play on Saturday, get back Saturday night. We're here on Sunday. We leave for Florida on Monday, you know, play two in Florida, then go home. And, and so it's just, there's like, there's like that normal life stuff called packing and laundry and yeah and things like that. So for me, those are even when our time that first year, I didn't keep up with it. You know, during the season, it was very much a postseason watch as opposed to like yeah. season. Oh yeah. I think I, I, I may have gotten on one of those. Uh, I never did get to see it. I think I, I think I they weren't able wow. to cut me out in time. Yeah, that that I don't know which episode hurt. it was. I'm kind of hurt, Matt. Like you didn't watch our time. No, I was in. I liked our time, and I kind of watched <laughs> clips of it along the way, like well, certain weeks. I didn't, but I didn't like watch it as a whole epic like I did with the Jordan documentary. I can't say that I did that, mm-hmm. but there were weeks right. that I kind of liked to jump in there and watch that. No, and you were okay. like, you'd be driving around in your car. They'd be in there in the car with you. I, I saw some of that. Don't get me wrong. But, yeah, I, uh, feel, I, feel like, I feel like what you're telling me is you saw the promo. You saw the trailer. <laughs> <for> our- <laughs> no, I watched. I'm sure it's on your to-do list, but yes, I, I am calling you out. <laughs> I feel like I wasn't featured enough. It was mainly a protest, but I. I did. I I did watch a little bit of our time, but this celebrate the feral to me because I mean I was a kid. I was like in high school watching the Bears take down Nolan Richardson. Boy, you remember Nolan? You and I've talked about that before. But that there were some fun moments. So that may uh, this thing may appeal to me more than it does you. So I understand, even though Baylor Plus or whoever runs that probably wants you to be pushing these subscriptions more than you are. Uh, Nikki Collin on the Matt Mosley show. Now you're going to call me out for not pushing <laughs> the subscriptions more like that? This is live. We can't clean any of this up. <laughs> like, wait. Don't get me, me in trouble. You're not. You're As long as you're with me, you're fine. Okay, There's just all the, right. No, I promise they'll blame it on me. Anything, anything, they'll be like, I can't believe Mosley did that. All right, that, well, in this situation. Let's be honest. They should be blaming. <laughs> That's I, I promise. I, 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 know. I do what I'm asked around here. I you know? know you do. I know you do. I love my face. Uh, so yeah, I, I'm the one who does not follow any sort of orders. If even if I were given some, um, Nikki Collin on the Matt Mosley show. Hey, look back at just look back at that Oregon game for a minute. I, I thought that was interesting. That. 
I mean, you won going away. You jump on them right off the bat, and yet you look back. I was I was going back over because I, I mean, you, you didn't shoot the ball particularly well. Your guards didn't shoot it well. Obviously, uh, Bugs and Edwards shot it well, but a lot of folks in that game did not. And yet, you win that thing going away against a program that has had a tremendous amount of success. That had to be kind of a cool thing, too. And I heard you talking about it after the game. You can't win them all the same way, or you can't, you know, you got to find other ways to win. And, and I would say probably you leaned on your defense a little bit in this one. Yeah, I, I um, don't get me wrong. I mean, I, I've talked about it before. Like, I, you know, I, my roots are on the defensive side of the ball, you know, and I, I will always um, appreciate and make sure our players understand the importance, even though um, I've, I've really grown to, to love coaching the offensive side of the ball and, and kind of poetry in motion. And, and you know, when, when your offense is clicking, how much fun it is to watch us share the ball and, and make shots. Um, but I, I do. I, I think elite teams find a way to win any type of game. And, you know, if you want to advance in March, um, it's great to be good offensively, but you got to get stops. And you you don't always make shots. Um, you don't always, you know, you might be tired. You may be third game in three days. You might be in a tournament setting. And you, you've got to know how to win um, games different ways. And I, I really thought it was the first game. Not that I, I think our defense hasn't been good in moments, but I thought it was the, the first game that um, we relied on it. And we relied on it to get us um, easy baskets, some steals and layups, some transition stuff, um, you know, and, and some, I thought Sarah getting defensive rebounds allowed our, our post to get ahead and transition even more than normal. So, you know, I, I did think it was a game that you know, we didn't shoot the ball particularly well. And, you know, we, we found a way to win. And hopefully, you know, as, as we – push into December and, and have this time, um, you know, where they're not in class, that we, we do a good job getting in the gym and getting extra shots up because I, I do think when we're shooting the basketball, uh, well, we're going to be really hard to beat. So, and, and I think some of that was, was how Oregon played us, um, mm. their size, their length, they're, they were different, you know. I mean, they're, they're lengthy at four of the five positions um, that they play, and sometimes three of the five, but sometimes four of the five. And so because of that, you know, it, it, it impacts your finishing. It impacts, you know, how quickly you might take a shot. Um, and so I thought it was so good for us. I, I, I look at every non-conference game as, is what is it, what is, what is this game preparing us for um, either for tournament time or for a big 12 opponent? Who does this team play the most like? What, what offensively do they do that we're going to see again? What defensively do they do that we're going to see again? And we've just seen a ton of zone lately. Um, and so, you know, getting in a rhythm and being good against zones, you know, is going to be really, really important for us. All right. Are you going to, when are y'all going to do, go over to Foster Pavilion and, uh, you know, kind of let them dribble around on there. I mean, it's a work site. You can't really just show up over there. you got to kind of let everybody know you're coming. And I guess you got to wear a hard hat as you're coming out of the parking lot. Like, how we all – when are you going to kind of start getting them used to that? Or, I mean, or is it like the first time they ever go out there and play or 
do anything, will it's it be close. the game? Yeah, it's close to the opener. I mean, I think, you know, <laughs> we we were lucky enough to do a walk site um, yeah. walkthrough today, and they were sanding the court. So that's getting closer to, you know, um, <laughs> them finishing it and, and being on it. But I, you know, I, hopefully um, a couple times, you know, we before we play the first game, um, but I can't say for sure. Um, but uh, definitely coming along and excited um, for the opportunity to get, to get out there and dribble it, whether it's um, two hours before the first game or 72 hours before the first game, you know. But, yeah, I don't think there's any doubt that it's it's going to be a construction site when we're not using it all season long, mm-hmm. you know, until yeah. the development center is done. So there's going to be a hopefully um, opportunity for us to get in there at least the day before home games, um, get our opponents on there when they come to town and be out there for shoot around. Um, but that's probably going to be um, all it is, you know, this yeah. season anyway, um, before it really, really becomes home next year all the way around. By the way, that TCU roster is kind of interesting to me. Your former player, like three Pac-12 transfers. Like, I mean, I know people use the portal, but, man, that, that team – you talk about flipping a team in a hurry. Uh, that's kind of an interest. I mean, again, you've got some great transfers as well, but uh, I think that's a well, that's a sign of, of modern times, isn't it? That TCU can be as bad as they've been for, and I know they've been competitive at times. Uh, but but I just looked at it the other night, and I'm like, wait, who's this? It's like a six seven. Some they got a six seven post player from Texas by way of Oregon, I think. I mean, yep, that's, that's, yep. a, that's no, a good-looking team no, all of a sudden. Yeah, he's Mark's done a great job. Mark Campbell has always been mm-hmm. a recruiter, was a good recruiter at Oregon State, Oregon, um, you know, and then did a good job, obviously, at Sac State in a couple years there to, to get this opportunity and certainly, you know, used the porter, portal extremely well. Um, and, you know, I think, um, you know, what they've done to start this season is, is really good for – for them, good for the league, probably good for their recruiting efforts, you know, even going, uh, knowing that they'll probably need to hit the portal again in the spring because this is Sedona's, Prince's like sixth year. I mean, she went to Texas, had injuries, transferred to Oregon, didn't end up playing last year, had more injuries. They say it's the healthiest she's been. Mm. Um, he's certainly getting a lot out of her. I felt like at Oregon at times, um, she didn't kind of own the paint the way she's super capable of. And I think yeah. that's something high basketball IQ is doing a really good job of screening and playing and pitch actions with, I mean, Madison Connor has been on like a heater for a month, you know? So um, we're familiar with her having played against Arizona last year, but I think the freedom that she has, um, you know, at TCU, I mean, they, you know, I've watched a couple games where they were trying to let her break the record and she probably took five threes in the last two minutes of a game you know, because they were just trying to get her uh, to 12 made threes or whatever. But, um, you know, so she's just – she's shooting the laces off the ball right now, as they would say, if it was baseball. So uh, we don't really have laces. <laughs> but um, she's just shooting it really well. And then, you know, Jaden Jaden is someone that's going to get it to good people. You know, I mean, it's Jaden's not scoring a ton, Owens, for them. But she's yeah. doing a great job of getting it to Madison, getting it to Sedona and – Agnes was always kind of a role player at Stanford, but has had some big moments um, for them already. So, so yeah, you said it. I mean, that's three Pac-12 players, Arizona, Stanford, Oregon, and then 
and then Jaden. And, and so because of that, it's those four. And I think he had a transfer um, uh, from the Big West or something. I, I'm I'm not sure where their fifth starter. Yeah. Um, yeah. From but, but that's you know all five starters they they brought in from the portal and then um, the two they bring off the bench are are returning players. Um, but they're not real deep. But if I think that they stay healthy, they're gonna they run really really good stuff. Um, you know he does a good job offensively of getting them in ball screens, getting them in handoffs and pitches and. So I think they've they've looked really really good and surprised some people and so yeah that is that is the that's the times though you know you can change a roster um, in in one off season you yeah. know and and so um, and and I think there's with with knowing that Jaden's a fifth year and and Sedona's a fifth year getting the Cavender. Um, Quinn is amazing. I mean, she's really, really talented and, and probably is already enrolled in school for second semester. So we'll have a, you know, semester jump on, you know, understanding what they do and anticipate she'll just like fill in for, for Jaden um, come next year for them. So yeah, Mark, Mark's done a really, really good job. He's a good coach. All right. Check out that lawsuit today. Two time transfers, uh class action lawsuit for six different States. And, uh, it's a little too late for our buddy Dre from last year, but this very interesting temporary uh, TRO uh, out there today that these players could play immediately until, like, the 27th before the next hearing. So I don't know how that impacts. This seems to be mostly men's basketball. be interesting to see if the women's game is impacted at all. But that uh, NCAA lost a case earlier this afternoon. So check that out when you well, get an opportunity. Like, I started like brainstorming we saw that i i haven't read it i i can't okay. tell you i've read it in depth i was thinking about who are the two-time transfers sitting out like star jacobs at arkansas pine bluff who was really good at arlington last year like mm. pine bluff just beat arkansas they get star jacobs who was wax player of the year that could be like huge for them um you know hannah gusters who played her freshman year here at baylor followed coach mulkey LSU left there last year. I think she's been waiting to get eligible um, in that situation. So, assuming that she would fall into that category, but I, I, I can tell you, I haven't, I haven't read the ruling. Just kind of the idea that all two-time transfers were suddenly immediately eligible. Interesting, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm just thinking of Gusters. I think she was from the Metroplex. I was just trying to. She was. Yeah, about played, her. played yeah. with Sarah in high school. There are Andrews at, in this school, so. at Irving McArthur, if memory serves correct. correct. Okay. You got it. Uh, okay. I keep up. I do keep up. And I got to get catch up on my hour time now. Uh, thank you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> way, to, way to bring it back. Way to bring it back. <laughs> Baylor Plus, our time. Yeah. Hey, if you haven't gotten your Baylor Plus subscription, make sure, make sure you do soon because Mosley's calling me on it. So. <laughs> That's right. We need the money. Come on. We need NIL money. Subscribe today. All right. Thanks, Coach. You got it. Nikki Collin on the Matt Mosley Show. Now waiting in the wings is none other than Stephanie Sports Corner. It is next. Listen to ESPN Central.